Good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode six of the Spectrum with Miss Pooh. I hope everyone had a wonderful week, work week, school week. I hope y'all enjoying y'all mini break this weekend so far. Um, I know I was supposed to have posts or recorded on Thursday, but I had to work on Halloween. So we didn't go trick or treating, but also it was storming here. So, I know with the rain and traveling, I don't really like doing it. So, I bought plenty of candy and we just been eating on that. But Deshaun, he dressed up as Dr. Seuss Cat in a Hat, which is his favorite, favorite um, author. And he read, I think he most likely he done read all the books and he carries all his books everywhere he goes even if we go to like the corner store he has to take his favorite um wrestling men which is always john cena and he always got to take this big book um i forgot the name of it it's a book that i used to read when i was a kid and it's always a cat it's always a dr seuss book it doesn't matter which book it is if it could be cat in a hat green eggs and ham any book he will carry it with him so that I painted his face as y'all seen on Instagram I did post pictures if y'all haven't seen it go ahead and um, look on my um, second page which is the spectrum with Miss Pooh and I post about him I record him and yesterday he finally got his glasses um he got his eyes checked um, a few weeks back and he is nearsighted so they recommended him to wear glasses finally because he's been wanting to wear glasses for god knows how long but of course he wants to be twins like his mommy right <laughs> so i finally got the phone call and he was so like he was excited he was like he jumped at that car like it was no tomorrow i'll tell you he wanted those glasses but he tried them on and he liked them and before they shipped them off he picked them out himself so he looks really nice with those glasses and things like that so um overall um this week it was a pretty busy week i worked and we also had to go to macon georgia for a follow-up with his neurologist um i didn't want to tell anybody but this is something i have to share because as I stated in my very, very first episode that I'm letting y'all in my life as being an autism parent, especially with Deshaun, not only going through, you know, with him having special needs, but he's also um, suffering from um, epilepsy, which is seizures. So um, Wednesday, we had went up there to his appointment and I wasn't expecting to hear what the doctor told me because he was on new medicine since we was in Augusta, Georgia a couple of months back and he has still been having seizures with the new medication so I thought that maybe upping his dosage would help um, but with his neurologist he recommends to not up it because it's not going to work and Deshaun has been on different medications since he was about four and no medicine is working for his seizures so um 
at this time they are recommending um surgery um it's either the brain surgery or the um it's some type of implant that they, it's like a like, like a magnet that they put inside the chest and what it does is that you have this piece of magnet that you have to carry with you at all times and if he has one you take it and you, I think you rub it on his back to find that magnet that's in his chest and it's supposed to cut back on it it's supposed to stop it um right now I'm trying not to think about it because it gets me very emotional because I don't know what to expect from this I don't know what the outcome is going to be I'm scared and I've been like avoiding calling this doctor in Augusta to be like hey you know I want to set up an appointment to talk about it I'm very hesitating y'all I really am because this is something that I don't want to do I don't want no device in his chest or them in his brain I don't want that and I don't know I know one parent that had to go through the same thing and so far her child hasn't had seizures in two years and she works up there with my kid at the ABA um, program but I don't know any other parents that has went through this I mean I have family that had seizures but they grew out of it they never had to take so many different medications to help it or nothing um, they never had to have surgery either so Deshaun is the first person in his family that has to go through this ongoing issue and now it's leading up to okay there's no choice but to have a surgery so I don't know I don't know what to think I'm scared I'm scared I really am and I've been crying off and on and just thinking and it's like I didn't have really nobody to share this with because I don't know what everyone's opinion which uh, which the opinions I've been getting which is the support over there at his ABA program they told me excuse me that um I'm his parent and I know what's best for him and they told me to continue on praying and everything and that's what I've been doing but it's just like I want my baby to get better where he could have a normal I'm not saying that he's not having a normal childhood but it's just that he's on restriction when it comes down to certain things like he wants to play soccer so bad he can't play it he can't play no sports and he can't be out in hot weather because they could trigger off and we, I can't he can't get upset or any I mean they come at any moment he could be happy he could have a seizure you know they could come at any time any moment but as a parent when you feel like you by yourself and don't have the support that you want from certain people it's, it's scary and it's lonely and it's like I don't know it's like I'm scared but I know I need to call them to ask more questions about it so I will keep y'all updated um 
on his upcoming appointments and the decision that I will be making as far as him having surgery or not. I, we, as of right now, they don't, once I do this appointment in Augusta, they will determine what he is eligible for as far as surgery wise of him being a good candidate for the implant or the brain surgery. So, like I said, I'll keep y'all updated on that. But other than that, um, he had a good week. Um, he, he, actually his behavior was kind of good. He didn't have any of his episodes as far as, you know, getting upset, throwing things or whatnot. Ooh, I'm just yawning all on this podcast. I'm sorry, y'all. But, uh, I get up so early. But, um, other than that, he's been doing pretty good. I actually went to the salon this morning to get my hair done. And this is the first time Deshaun ever been with me to the salon. And I haven't been to the salon in so long. But anywho, I was like, I don't know how he gonna act. At the, ooh, excuse me, at the salon. So I was like scared. I was like, oh my God, how he gonna act? Because he never been to one. You know what? It turned out to be a good visit. Let me tell y'all. Because he was giving my um, beautician compliments on her boots and things like that. Like he was talking, he was singing and everything. So he had a good time and he kept giving me compliments like, Mommy, I love your hair and you look nice. And he just been telling me that since we've been home. So, it was a good day, and I'm so proud of him, because it's like, when I look at Deshaun, I know he, he's getting older, and he's getting taller, he's four foot four, God, and look, y'all, I'm 5'3", so I'm not all that tall myself, but I know for a fact, he's gonna be taller than me, so he, like I say, he enjoyed himself, um, this week, um, it was a little incident, at um at a Halloween event, but it's okay because even though that it was ruined by a particular person, it's okay. It's fine because at the end of the day, my son still enjoyed himself being there for the last what fifteen twenty minutes that we was there, and that's all that matters, right? There's no reason for me to go further in that further into that situation just know that he he had a good time either way it went so but um in a few minutes i will be bringing on my special guest um she we gonna be um discussing um homeschooling because she's a parent um that homeschool her kid as well and me and her, we've been friends. Oh God, how long we been friends for? <laughs> um, maybe four, five-ish years. <laughs> we've been friends for that long. So I'm about to call her, and um, and I'm gonna add her. She's like my best friend, my. Support. 
supporter but she's like my support system like i love her and we could talk about everything without her judging me or anything and she's like my best friend and you know what the crazy part is i have not met her yet and we've been like this close for so long but i am going to meet her for the first time because she's in new york so i'm fit to contact her now so give me just a minute y'all Are you there, honey? <laughs> Can you hear me? Yes, I'm recording. Yes, you. Yep, yep, yep. Hello, everybody. How's everybody? <laughs> <laughs> I meant to warn y'all that her personality is like, it's like mine. <laughs> and there's no way to explain it. Her personality is just like mine. Um, she's very outspoken and uh, she's a jokester and here's Deshaun. Hi Deshaun, how are you? Hi. Yeah, I heard that right. She's a regular from New York. Mm. Now I'm just playing. <laughs> okay, one minute. I'll get it. Okay. So I was just finished telling them about um Everything that happened this week as far as with Deshaun's appointment. So I had to share that. And overall, Deshaun had a good week. He's just the following. We had candy. And he actually did good at the, um, when we went to the um, beauty salon. He did good. He didn't show out or nothing. He just kept giving all the women compliments. So he was on his flirting mode in front of me, which that felt kind of weird. But... Yeah, just with his glasses, I think that doesn't change everything because everybody was like, oh my God, he's so cute and handsome. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, all right. I think for all the four people, when I say that when we wear glasses, it completely Whatever, and with him keep singing Taco Tuesday, I'm not with it because now he done changed it to Taco Saturday. And I told him you can't be taking people's stuff and switching it like you own it. Like, you can't do that. But, <laughs> but this episode, we are going to be discussing homeschool, right? Yes, indeed. Homeschooling. Yes, and I have um explained to them that you is a parent that is homeschooling a kid so i want you to share as much information as you want and it's all yours okay so let me just tell y'all first i have a 10 year old son who was born completely you know normal like there was nothing that they ever saw wrong with him neurologically it wasn't until he turned six that he started suffering from absence seizures. And for those of you that do not know what an absence seizure is, it's not like the grand mal seizure where you're like shaking and compulsing. This is more so where your child is like staring in space and they really don't hear too much of what, what you're saying to them. And then from there, it's like they kind of nod out like they're sleepy. So every time that they've done tests and EEGs and stuff like that, they've never seen anything neurologically wrong with him. So they've never prescribed any meds. Now, after he turned six, he was enrolled in public school. He was actually in a total of three schools. And the last school that I had him in, they always seemed to, you know, because he has 
child being just one single student. A lot of teachers in the public school system don't like to take the time out to really focus and hone in on what that child's level of intelligence is, what things that they are capable of doing, how much of their attention span they can actually utilize in a day when it comes to being in a school setting. So I had asked for services from the school. They put my son on a waiting list to receive like an IEP and possibly a para. So when they were trying to suspend my son for basically defending himself in school because he has, you know, the behavioral differences, they were trying to send my son to a detention downtown that would not be served in school. When another student tried to steal his notebook and he in turn, you know, popped a child. Now I had spoken to my son and I had spoken to the school and even though they knew it was pretty much like self-defense, they still were going with that he needed to serve his attention. But at that point, me knowing my child's history and me knowing that my child is not a violent child per se and that he only lashes out when he feels like someone's trying to attack him and the services were not being offered to the speed that I needed, I had to make a decision. So I started going online and I started looking into, you know, how could... You know, I still managed to have my son get a quality education, even if it's outside of public school grounds. So from there, I looked at some online programs that, of course, you know, when you, you initially search, they cost money. They range anywhere from $42 a month to $50 a month, and then, you know, you do testing. But I'm like, I don't think that education, especially for children that have, you know, behavioral or different health problems that make them different, that's not something that I should pay for. So luckily I did more further research and found out that New York City, where I'm from, has a homeschooling program where a parent can either homeschool their child on their own, or if they want to have a teacher come to the house, they would have to have like certain types of documentation saying that they could not leave the home. So now I was willing to take on the challenge of being a homeschool parent. So I submitted a letter of intent the Central Office of Homeschooling here in New York City. All it is is you're writing a letter letting them know that you want to pull your child out of regular school and that you want to now be your child's teacher. So once I submitted the IHIP, which is the home instruction plan that you have to submit every school year, as long as it's approved and it meets the curriculum and you submit like your documentation, your lesson plan and stuff like that, you'll get approved. So luckily that came about, it was a huge blessing to me. Now, my son learns things differently. So he's always been able, you know, to read and interpret information and learn things pretty fast, especially things that he's interested in, like technology and learning about transportation and trains and things like that. So he can easily pick up on that stuff and remember it for months and weeks and years on end. But his difficulty has always seemed to be mathematics to me, so I always try to work with him at his pace and in his time, because if you try to overload a child sometimes, it can make them be a little bit frustrated to where they may feel like they're not learning as fast as they should. So homeschooling has taught me that you can pace yourself and educate your child within their pace, within their time, and that they can still, you know, learn and be beneficial later on in society. Well, I continue to homeschool him as he gets older. I eventually would like to have him be in a regular public school, but I do feel like, you know, as the child gets older 
did versus letting the public school system make my child a statistic. I was not going for it. So yeah, that's my story. And how long you been homeschooling? He's been homeschooled since 2016 up until now. So it's wow. going to be about three years going into 2020. That's good. And when you first signed him up, like, was you kind of scared as how you was going to plan out as to, like, every day, Monday through Friday, like, how you was going to plan it as, was you going to go towards how they did it in school, or was you making your own schedule? Well, I kind of was never a stranger to homeschooling, because when I was in seventh grade, I was homeschooled for the rest of my seventh grade year, so I kind of always knew what a homeschool instructor should do because it was done with me and that was for a completely separate reason I couldn't go back to school because I had like a injury and they didn't understand what was causing it so me being in the classroom being in pain every day was not the move so for about four months I had a homeschool teacher but the board of ed sent the teacher to my house so I kind of already knew what goes into being a homeschool instructor and for me the way I set up the curriculum is I basically go in steps. So once I feel that he's accomplished one step, so for example, let's say reading. If I feel like he surpassed a certain reading level, because one thing I always knew is that when he was younger, he had a very high reading level. So I just continued to read material, and he himself sometimes finds his own stuff that he likes to read. So me analyzing what he can pick up and his level of vocabulary, that makes it a little bit easier to figure out what plan I'm going to do with him during the day. And as far as, like, all the other subjects, somehow I make it to where one lesson can equal two. So one lesson will cover two different topics, and it'll still meet the requirements that they ask of me as the parent and from my child as a student. So it's really just knowing how to pace certain things, like what days you should do what activity, and if somehow, some way, make it fun to where he's more interactive. So that's what kind of helps just my prior history and things I know that my child can do. And you and you don't have no regrets of homeschooling him at all. No, Um, 
we homeschool them for different reasons as far as you know with Deshaun not only with the bullying that he was dealing with um with his seizures as well because they're uncontrollable as of right now so that is about to be actually this month would make a year that he's been homeschooled um and actually I don't even do it no more his ABA program does everything because I know with me working and doing other stuff I know I can't really work around that so they've been doing everything and he's been doing pretty good he's been um he's reading more he's able to sit at the table for 16 minutes or longer because normally he'll get up every second but no he'll sit there he'll sit there and color for about an hour if you let him so mm -hmm. so it's like he's learning so much there and not only they helping him with his schooling they helping him with his behavior as well and i'm not in no rush of putting him back in public school because a lot of people's like well you should no i don't want to <laughs> right because i feel like the teachers are not trained enough not. when it comes down to children with different um health issues or you know special needs or anything like that i feel like those kids cannot get the one-on-one -on -one like they supposed to and when it comes to them teaching a smaller class it's still they still not getting the proper education because all they figure out is oh your kid is bad so i'm gonna send him send him home and it's like how he's supposed to get an education like that where you constantly sending my kid home or you suspending him for for a behavior issue that he cannot control. Right. So with that, with you going through that up there in New York, I'm going through that here. And I tell them like it is, y'all the teachers are not properly trained here. Yes, they may not get paid enough. I get it. But still, what do you come what do you what do you come here for? You just come here to just send a kid home? They just sit there and don't want to do anything? Because I know a difference if you have, if you want to do this from the heart versus you doing it for a paycheck. Absolutely. And with Deshaun's teacher, one of the teachers that was bullying him and labeled him as a threat, that was her first year teaching. Mm -hmm. And I knew for a fact. And I told her to her face, you're not trained properly. I said, and then you violate in the IEP. Because if I sit up here and say, do not let him cry over a certain amount of minutes. If you do, it'll trigger off his seizure. You let him cry for almost an hour straight. And then you just, yeah, yeah. So it's like. The thing that's weird, you know what's weird to me? Like, there's, there's a difference between like a teacher and an early childhood, you know, instructor. Mm-hmm.
spit up curriculum into an entire day, and then on top of that, how to deal with children that have these differences. Some people have the training and the knowledge to do it, and some really just go there for a check. And it's like, okay, if you're just here to get a check, there are children who are looking to you as instructors to give them not only their education, but to make them feel like no matter how different they are, that they're important. And a lot of times they don't do that. And that's why children like your son and mine get the treatment that they do. And I just think it's messed up. And it's not only going through, it's not only the reason do their behavior. It's like with this teacher that Deshaun was dealing with, I felt like it was due to his skin color. Because how can you just label him as a threat just like that? For a kid that only weighs maybe 40, like at that time, Deshaun was like maybe 46, 47 pounds or probably a little less than that. He's small. He's the smallest kid in that whole entire classroom. It was a boy in there that's taller than Deshaun. But you labeled but you label my kid as a threat. And when I said and I said Deshaun, I said I'm not trying to be funny. But nowadays they're gonna label a person like you as a threat. And you know what she said? She said, Yep, sure is, yep. You agree to that? So I set her up for that. I set her up just to see what she was going to say. She, the only thing she said was, yep, mm-hmm. I kindly picked up the stuff. I said, thank you for this meeting. You have a good one. Because really, the reason why you are frustrated at my kid, because my kid called you a bitch. I get that. But is that something for you to be so angry and aggressive? Is that... Because you got so offensive when we talked about, oh, he's not going to call me no bitch. And I'm not going to allow no student call me the B word. Okay, why are you getting all hype for? That's a kid. I don't think you want to. No, we're not going to do that. Because now I can't trust you because ain't no telling if my son call you a bitch tomorrow. Ain't no telling if you're going to either call the police on him and have him arrested or you're going to hit my kid. And trust and believe, Deshaun will let me know if you did something. Just like you went behind my back and changed his medication without my permission. She sure did. Oh my God. She changed, the, he, she changed his dosage of his ADHD medicine without my permission. Because she wanted to mold Deshaun into the person that he was before. You can't do that. You can't change a special needs child personality. You can't change that. They go through different personalities every single day. You can't change that. And all you can say is, I'm sorry. But not only I fought you, I fought the nurse. Because... You you came out your mouth said, "Well, Miss Walton, I was very hesitant. If you was hesitant, my name is is my name is there. My email is up there. My phone number is up there. My husband's phone number is there. I signed the papers. Yep, because I didn't know that it was changed till I started seeing Deshaun attitude change. Like he was just like." very sluggish and he was irritable and I was like okay what's going on and then when I found out that she changed his medicine I'm like wait you don't change somebody's medicine without consulting me but you didn't even call his doctor because his doctor information is on that paperwork too and the thing that's worse is that he's done some seizures so 
administering his medication without letting the parent know that could have had an adverse side effect and that child could have ended up in the hospital and then what would they have said to do that? Exactly. And when I went up there, I was pissed. She ran in there, her face ran in there, oh, Miss Walter, I'm so sorry. I just wanted him to be the, the Sean that I first met. You can't change that. You can't change him. You sleepy? <laughs> then go lay down. The thing that people need to get is that even if these children have differences, there's things that's very special about them. Like, they are very in tune to feelings. They are very in tune to things that's going on in the world. Like, they're very curious. And that's one thing that I've come to know. So it's like for people to sit up here and say that they need to change, you know, your child. And it's like, you have no idea about all the things that make you Right, and like I told her, I promise you, these 12 to 14 kids that you have in your classroom, I promise you they done called you a cuss word and you have not got offensive. <laughs> she couldn't say nothing because you know I am absolutely right. Now, let me tell y'all parents something. When it comes down to meetings and IEP meetings, I do not play. I speak my mind. I have every right to speak how I feel. And if you want to record it, that's fine. But I'm not going to sit up here and sugarcoat nothing when it comes down to my kid. And when I had that last IEP meeting with that teacher and she wrote down all them lies in her book versus what she texted me, oh yes, I was pissed. But I had the proof. And I had the Board of Education sitting right there next to me. Don't play with me. And my and, and my legs were shaking and the lady was like, Miss Walton, you okay? I said, no, I'm not. But I'm, I promise you, she got one more lie that come out of her mouth. And she couldn't say nothing. She kept, like, she kept stuttering because you know you done set yourself up now. You done played yourself. Don't play with me. Don't sit up here and suspend my kid because you lied and said that he hit a student and come to find out he never even touched that student. Because you, you called me versus what you texted me versus what... Versus what you wrote in your book. So you lied not only once, you lied three times. But I knew for a fact my child didn't hit a student. He, My kid is not going to go up to you and just hit you for no reason. I know my kid. That's how they try to paint my son. And then I remember, I'm not it's funny you mentioned the whole writing down thing, thing because that was another straw that broke this camel's back why I took my child out of school. When my son was transferred to the school he went to, I didn't know that the teacher that my child had in kindergarten had written a whole book of, like, basically about my son. But there was a few things that she never mentioned, and after a while, they did kind of look at her. But in one, they didn't mention that either myself or my son's grandmother was sitting with him in class when they felt like he couldn't be dealt with. So at one point, there was somebody up there with him in school making sure that he didn't act out of pocket and he was even taken out of school earlier. So my son was only in school from 8 in the morning to about maybe 12, 12.30 the latest in school. But none of that stuff was ever put in the father. They tried to make it feel my child was just a bad child, interfered with lessons and recording videos of my son and showing it to other parents without my consent. 
Get out of here. They're not going to put the good stuff. Because they're going to still make us out to be that bad parent. To make they stuff, make they self look good. But at the end of the day, it's going to backfire on their asses. And that's what they don't seem to realize. Like, you write all these bad things, but I text you. Because I went through the same thing. I text this lady every day. How's my kid doing? I never had this issue when he was at, the, at this first school because he had a guy. And that guy, that teacher... He took his whole summer and went through training for Deshaun, for epilepsy. To train himself, he didn't have to do that. He came out of pocket to pay for that. And he had Deshaun since Deshaun was in kindergarten all the way to second grade. Second or third grade. He didn't have to do that. He was the only one that was actually taking the time. We would, we was texting each other every day. During the day, we come up with different plans for him to make him feel comfortable and everything. He followed the IEP. I never had an issue with him at all, up until these last two schools. Not only that, my student, my my son was getting bullied by two students. He was getting bullied by a teacher as well. And this is what I try to tell people. This is real life shit. This is something that this is something that we go through. And I don't believe in bullying. And my son does not bother nobody. He does not, he doesn't do any of these things. So for my son to feel threatened and to go to school to be scared to get on the bus or to be scared to get go to school, that was a red flag for me. And I had to do something about it because I had to speak up for him. He couldn't speak up for himself. And you know what? And at at first, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this homeschool. But you know what? It changed Deshaun. Deshaun would get up every morning and be like, Mom, I'm ready to go. I'm like, oh, so you ready to go to, you ready to, go to the ABA program, huh? He was like, yeah, to see my friends. I said, oh, your friends, huh? <laughs> your friends. You ain't going to see no friends. He ain't going to see no friends. <laughs> he gonna see his crush <laughs> but this is something this is a and this is what i try to tell parents we have to we have to defend our kids we can't our kids cannot defend themselves we are their voices they can't speak up if nobody can't speak up for them then who's going to do it is we going to continue on tolerating it or is we going to change it so any parents that's out there that's trying to make a decision as to keeping your kid in school due to any issue that your kid is going through every day, I would recommend homeschool. I would. You could either do it on your own or you could hire somebody. Yes. 
And I think and if you're in New York, you know you get Metro cards. They, if your child mm-hmm. meets a certain requirement, they give you like the transportation cards that they can ride the train buses for free upon completing their lessons. So mm-hmm. that's a perk. And they still can eat. You know, if you have, if you're a parent, you have issues feeding your child, you can still have them go to like breakfast and lunch at school as long as you have a certain, you know, income requirement. But they still have like all the amenities as if they were in school. If you want to take advantage of it. But that metro card, when it comes to like traveling and doctor appointments and stuff, it comes in handy. So, mm-hmm. and, also, and also, too, um, if y'all have Medicaid, if your kid is on Medicaid, look into transportation through them as well because they pay for that. They pay for transportation. Um, they will have like a van to come pick y'all guys up for, um, it could be for school, doctor's appointments, or whatnot. You wouldn't have to pay out of pocket. His insurance will pay for both of y'all, actually. Um, because mm-hmm. I, I use it when I have to go further out, like over two hours away, I get them to take me and they'll, um, bring y'all back. But if y'all have to stay overnight, they'll send somebody there to pick y'all guys up and, and drop y'all off right in front of your house. So it's resources out there, but if y'all need any more information for homeschooling, if you in New York, you could contact my friend my sister you can contact her if you in georgia you can contact me as well and i'm also open to research in any state for resources because right now i'm um researching for my godson because he was just diagnosed with autism a couple months ago so um i've been helping his mom trying to find him everything and i'm telling y'all if it's help out there, please get it. Because when they get a certain age, when they get 17, 18, there's nothing out there for them. And that's what I'm trying to change here in Columbus, Georgia, to not only help the um, these babies, I'm helping adults, that, adults as well because I have a 27-year-old brother that's autistic as well. And there's really nothing out there for them. People do it for a paycheck. I'm not doing it for a paycheck. I'm, I'm doing this because this is my gift. This is something from, this is from this is from the heart, and I'm willing to share everything with other parents. And this is the reason why. And yes, this is the same person I've been shouting out on all my podcasts. She's the main one that has pushed me to do the do this podcast. Because I've been talking about it for so long. And I was in the in the beginning of this podcast. I was like, yeah, we've been friends for um maybe five, four years. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and I told them. Yeah, yeah, and we haven't even met each other. See, that we have not met each other yet. But we working on that next year. Because I'll be in. I'll have to go back to my hometown next year. So I'll be there. But I thank you for sharing your story and for being a special guest on my podcast. I really appreciate it. But guys, if y'all need any resources, y'all could contact her and I'm going to um, tag her into my post so that way y'all could go ahead and add her. She don't mind. And also, you could speak about your podcast too if you like. <laughs> okay. Well, how much you're going to do it? Go ahead, oh girl. Go ahead. But, um, I talk about, you know, social topics, I talk about celebrities, I talk about health topics, you know, so 
So if you guys ever want to tune in to the Chocolate Bell Show, you guys can look me up on um, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify. I do one on Tuesday and I do one on Wednesday. Eventually I'll work it up to trying to do maybe one more day a week. But for right now, Tuesdays and Wednesdays are the set days. And this week I'll be talking about um, a Survivor Series where I'm going to be talking to people that suffered through certain health conditions and what got them through. So y'all take a listen to that, okay? Yeah, of course. I have to I have to put you on blast when it comes down to your podcast. You don't have to promote it. You know, it's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but y'all go check her out and y'all show her some love. She is getting a lot of good feedback. I'm telling y'all. She is she is the queen of her podcast. I'm telling y'all. So make sure y'all go show her some love. And again, thank you, sis, for being on my podcast. Absolutely welcome, and y'all stay encouraged, okay? Don't give up on your baby. They need you, okay? Thank you. And that is her story regarding her son being um, homeschooled and with her dealing with a lot of stuff. And yes, her son does have seizures as well. Um, when her son first start, when her son first started having seizures, she, I was the first person that she called because I was dealing with it too, but she's not dealing with it as bad as what, how I'm dealing with it. So I thank her so much for sharing her story. This story had to be told because we have a lot of similarities when it comes down to our, our kids and we both uplift each other when it comes down to our kids especially with me dealing with this hard time trying to make a decision and everything and she's pointing me in the right direction you know so I thank her so 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 much for being on this podcast and um I did um um Manny if you are listening um I know you had a couple of questions and I'm about to pull it up now it was some questions that you wanted me to answer. So I'm trying to find it. Okay. Um, Manny um, had a question regarding resources. And his question is, um, actually, it says, What organizations would you like to see that helps people on the spectrum of autism? Um, I'll... I I would like to see more. I, I I mean I don't I don't know. Well, autism speaks. I mean it. I don't really. I don't think it's it's not enough organizations there. And that's why I am stepping up to build an organization to basically give all the resources all the help the training and everything that I could possibly give to other parents out there so that's why I am working on an organization to help other parents so um I I know I would like to see my organization more to I mean to be up there to help more parents or whatnot um there's an organization autism speaks um I hear good stuff, and I'm just keeping it real with y'all. I hear good things. I hear bad things. I don't know what, what to believe. But I still 
do support autism speaks um they do or um they do a lot of activities and events here in columbus georgia as well um so i would like for them to do more on their end but i know for a fact i'm gonna do a lot more as well and also he stated and why do you think there are limited resources or places that do the bare minimum to help well that's a good question um why are there limited resources because it's not enough people researching <laughs> there's not enough people researching autism there's a lot of people making assumptions there's a lot of people that is like guessing or they getting false information when it comes down to autism like for example they feel that okay i'm not going to um, vaccinate my kid because that causes autism no you are absolutely wrong because there's no study that indicates that all vaccinations causes autism they've been saying this for years even before i was born because there was no name for this spectrum there was no name they kept calling it speech delay it wasn't called autism it wasn't ca called none of that as how it is today so there's there's not a 100% proof indicating that vaccinations cause autism because in that case this whole world would be autistic and I'm just keeping it real because we don't all got our vaccination now um we have to we have to do more studying we need to come together and come as a group and as a family to do better research and better support and i think if we do more research and more training and everything it will be more resources out there because you're going to have people that are going to say oh there's no resources out there yes it is you have to really take your time to actually research like i did and i've been doing my research since my son was diagnosed with autism but I, like I said I have a brother that's 27 that's autistic as well so once I got the full understanding of what autism is and I did more research it's it's like it's very little limit limited resources out there even when it comes down to programs for um, special needs children to attend because they asking for money and they asking for a whole lot of money a week that us parents cannot even afford and I'm and I and I'm working so hard f to build this program so that way I don't have to ask for a whole lot of money for your kid to come into my facility to enjoy themselves to be themselves you see what I'm saying like to me they ask for unnecessary amount that us parents cannot afford every week and it's sad and then it's not enough programs out there especially for the summertime it's very difficult for us parents to try to find someone that we could trust to watch our kids while we work yes it is but they also ask for money a whole bunch of money too and I know that we all trying to make our money but I know that it is is ways to work around that and I'm praying and hoping that I can have my organization up in the next couple of years 
so that way I could be able to give out the resources so I feel like that there can be more resources and re and for us to research more to give it out to other parents and I'm working hard on it so if anyone wants to join me on my team to build this not only for us but for all other parents around the world and everything feel free to email me feel free to um, message me at any time I I'm ready to build I'm ready to make a change and not only in my community but in all over the world in other countries not just in the United States in other countries I'm ready to make this change so again y'all I thank y'all so much for tuning in and listening um, feel free to share my podcast and listen to my other episodes. Remember, this is episode six and I'm doing great so far. And I thank y'all so much for the love and the support that I've been getting. And thank you, Manny, for your um, questions. And if you have any more questions, feel free to send them to me. And for the other parents out there, if y'all have any questions or if y'all want to tell y'all story and want to tell me about it and want me to keep you anonymous and if you would like me to share it feel free to message me on the spectrum with miss Pooh. that's my instagram name and you can also reach me on my email at patsywalton1989 at gmail.com that's p-a-t-s-y-w-a-l-t-o-n 1989 at gmail.com and I hope y'all enjoy the rest of y'all weekend. And I hope to see y'all on Thursday. Well, y'all gonna be not see me, see me, but y'all will be listening to my next podcast. Um, I'm coming up with a topic of what I'm gonna be talking about. And like I said, I'm here to listen to whatever y'all going through because we all going through the same thing. So I love you guys. Thank y'all so much, and y'all have a good night. Bye.